You're listening to the Quince podcast. Ban Chinese food, ban Chinese products, delete Chinese apps. In the wake of the death of 20 soldiers at the LAC in Galwan Valley, the anti-China sentiment is viral once again. Protests by trader bodies and common citizens have been raging with a call to boycott Chinese products to show solidarity with the army. Some citizens have gone over the top to teach China a lesson by breaking their made-in-China appliances like TV sets. Some are burning Chinese President Xi Jinping's effigies, while some others are asking for a ban on import and trading of Chinese products. Although India and China have been engaged in a face-off since May that took a deadly turn unseen in close to five decades, how practical is it to boycott Chinese goods in India? You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Shorburi. The Boycott China tirade is hardly a new phenomenon in India. Back in 2017, during the Doklam standoff, there was a similar rhetoric to ditch Chinese products and go Swadeshi. Even popular faces like yoga guru Baba Ramdev endorsed the push to replace Made in China with Made in India to reduce dependency on China. And then again, with the COVID-19 pandemic, as China faced backlashes internationally over faulty testing kits, alleged misrepresentation of infection numbers and also accusations of mishandling the outbreak, anti-China campaigns were being fought online in India to reduce dependence on Chinese electronics. And those ongoing campaigns only got a fresh push with the Indochina tensions at the Himalayan border where the PLA troops intruded into the Indian territory in five points of the LAC. And as the tensions kept soaring in the border all of May, a particular app called Remove China Apps, which apparently helps purge all Chinese games and software from Android phones, gained immense popularity in India with over 1 million downloads. And ultimately, Google Play had to intervene and remove the app from the Play Store citing violations. Then came the deadly clashes at the border and the news of the death of Indian soldiers on 15 June. that prompted more and more people to join this diatribe against chinese products we've seen videos of indians throwing their tv sets off their balconies or breaking other made in china electronic products but common citizens aren't alone in this display of protest even politicians and is officers want to send a strong message to china take for instance chetan sanghi a senior is officer who's also the chief secretary of andaman and nicobar islands who tweeted and i'm quoting his tweet Quote, my next phone will be hashtag made in India. End quote. Fellow IAS officers also echo the same sentiment and one tweet by Dr. Rajendra Bharud, another IAS officer read, quote, China must be sent a strong message registering India's protest and anguish. End quote. And Union Minister Ramdas Atwale took it one step forward and even called for a ban on Chinese food and also establishments that serve Chinese dishes in India. He also appealed to Indian citizens to give up eating Chinese food in solidarity with the army. But as the nationalistic sentiments swell up, the question is, can these protests help India overwhelm China at all? Is boycotting Chinese goods that simple? Let's start with a report on Chinese investments in India. A paper by Anand Krishnan that was published just before the lockdown by Brookings India estimated that Chinese sentiments in India amounted to 1.6 billion dollars till 2014 the year Narendra Modi became prime minister for the first time the estimates were made on the basis of data from the ministry of commerce of people's republic of china 
publicly available information sourced from Chinese firms, press reports in China and India, and also background information shared by Indian and Chinese officials. And the report further said that in the next three years under PM Modi's tenure, the Chinese investments grew fivefold to $8 billion. But how did this influx of investment come post-2014? Krishnan's paper argues that it was not something India-specific, rather it was a part of a broader surge in Chinese investment abroad between 2013 to 2016. In this period, China almost doubled its overseas investment from $107 billion in 2013 to $196.1 billion in 2016. And India is still not on the top of China's list of investment destinations. It only ranked 31st. But for India, China was the top trading partner from 2013 to 2018. Also, India has a huge trade deficit with China. And I'm also going to read out a few lines from the report that explains exactly where all the investments were made. Quote, Among the main sectors receiving this investment between 2014 to 18 were infrastructure, automobiles, energy, real estate and consumer goods sectors. The second big change starting in 2016 was the entry of Chinese capital in technology sector through investments and acquisitions of Indian startups. Unlike the pre-2014 period, much of the investment is from Chinese private sector. Dozens of Chinese technology firms and venture capital players led by tech giants Alibaba and Tencent have acquired minority or controlling stakes in Indian companies. The single biggest acquisition, however, was in pharmaceuticals. End quote. You can also find the link to the report in the show notes. And I also called up Jayati Ghosh, who's the chairperson of the Center of Economic Studies and Planning at Jawaharlal Nehru University, to explain the extent of Chinese investment in India. It's not practical at all. Indian economy is now so heavily dependent on uh, Chinese imports for a whole range of essential goods, the most important of which are pharmaceuticals. 70% of the active pharmaceutical ingredients, that's the raw materials that go into our drugs, come from China. And along with that, there are essential inputs into all kinds of things, electrical machinery, nuclear reactors, organic chemicals, steels, fertilizer, medical equipment, auto components. I mean, the list goes on and on. And these are not even the final goods. I'm not talking about the televisions and other things that people are busy, you know, throwing on the ground and dancing on. Because, you know, if you look at the areas in which they have invested, they're not really in manufacturing or any of those that would build up our own capabilities. They're basically in the startups. So big companies like Alibaba, Xiaomi, Tencent, Didi Shuxing, they have invested in things like Paytm or Ola, or Snapdeal, or Swiggy, or Zomato, mm-hmm. or These are not technological frontier kinds of things. And these are really an attempt to capture a part of the growing Indian service market, uh, which is led by digital kinds of activities. And as Professor Ghosh points out, which is also something Krishnan's paper highlights, Hundreds of Indian startups like Paytm, Snapdeal, etc. have gotten investments from Chinese finance companies like Alibaba and Tencent. And a lot of these investments were made during PM Modi's rule. An anti-China campaign right now will only cost jobs, affect supplies and jeopardize India's startup ecosystem. And condemning the PLA aggression, the Confederation of All India Traders or CAIT, 
an organization which claims to represent 7 crore traders and 40000 trade associations has launched its own vocal for local campaign called bharatiya saman hamara abhiman to substitute chinese goods with locally produced goods they even released 450 broad categories of commodities which have over 3000 chinese products including everyday items electronics cosmetics fmgc products consumer durables diwali items etc and vowed to reduce the import of chinese items by 13 billion dollars by the end of next year However, if we only look at the sale of cell phones, for example, according to reports, amongst the top five best-selling smartphone brands in India, four are Chinese brands that are Oppo, Vivo, Xiaomi, and Huawei, and the last being the South Korean company Samsung. And a report on News 18 says, and I'm quoting one line from the report: "Quote: The combined sales of Chinese mobile phones companies in India crossed 7.2 US billion dollars, or rupees 50,000 crores." between 2017 to 18 end quote so given all these factors how much would these protests affect chinese companies while professor ghosh says that india should reduce its dependence on chinese items specifically in pharmaceuticals she also says that the effect of boycott chinese items on chinese companies would be fairly marginal well india accounts for 2% of chinese exports and about 1.5 percent of that in other words you know out of that 75% are essential things that we simply cannot just stop importing right now to do so it will be so marginal that the chinese will probably not notice it we should certainly reduce our dependence on china some of us have been saying this for a while we've been saying this for at least six years specifically about drugs well that doesn't happen overnight these are things that require planning they require a clear strategy is require incentives to the investors we need to have a proper public sector producing the bulk of drugs that we're currently importing from china we need you know if we wanted to do it we should have started earlier we can still start to do but the fruits of that will not be evident for at least two or three years the government set up a committee in 2013 the committee gave its report in 2015 nothing has been done So in all this talk, it's basically rhetoric, and I think it's an attempt to divert people's attention away from the complete mess that we have made of the border mm-hmm. with all our allies and with all our neighbors. The clashes in concern that has triggered this popular anger amongst the masses seeking retributory action for the deaths of Indian soldiers are indeed of great concern to India, considering that these clashes took place while a de-escalation process was underway. and the government on its part has been trying to diffuse the anger amongst the people and also the tensions at the border pm modi also put out a firm message saying that india's sovereignty and unity will not be compromised but bram chalani a professor of strategic studies at the center of policy research says that the government will be judged by its actions and not words is samay jo popular anger itna hai desh mein ki sarkar koshish kar rahi hai is पॉपुलर एंगर को डिफ्यूज करने की तो मीडिया के थ्रू स्टोरीज आ रही हैं कि भारत बहुत ही सख्त पॉलिसी अडॉप्ट करेगा पर शब्दों से कुछ नहीं होगा जब हिस्ट्री लिखी जाएगी तो मोदी जी का जो रिकॉर्ड है शब्द शब्दों जो उनके शब्द थे शब्दों के बेसिस पर तो हिस्ट्री नहीं लिखी जाएगी उनके जो एक्शंस हैं on on those actions the history will judge modi to is samay jo koshish hai sarkar ki ki public anger ko diffuse karne ki 
to what extent will they be able to diffuse this anger unless they really act ab chote chote kadam bhi agar aap nahi lenge koi nahi keh raha ki sarkar ko ki aap yudh kijiye koi nahi keh raha koi right minded indian will not want a war what is only the last resort but is samay you are facing aggression jo chine kiya hai jo chine kiya hai is an act of war it's an act of war aur jis tarah se unhone indian soldiers ke soldiers ko mara brutalize kiya ji mara aur uski hatya karne ke baad unki bodies ko mutilate kiya ye jo barbaric tarika se unhone murder kiya indian soldiers ko ये जानबूझ के किया कि भारत को एक मैसेज मिले कि भारत से डर जाए अगर भारत डर जाता है कुछ भी नहीं करता है तो चीन की इसी से तो विक्ट्री हो जाएगी चीन तो चीन का जो पॉलिसी है कि टू विन विदाउट फाइटिंग If you like listening to this episode please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates we'll have on Apple Google Podcast Spotify Jio Seven and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms for other podcasts please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section for any feedback shoot an email to podcasts@thequinn.com Thanks for listening Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts.